0: Hello and welcome to Counterculture, I'm Peter Whittle. Now, over the past three months it would appear that British history has come under a huge attack. Nowhere is that more clear or emblematic uh, as the attack that there has been on our many statues up and down the country. And it's not just from protesters, it's also from institutions who are now talking about revising our landscape and indeed therefore our heritage. This has left many people feeling utterly bewildered and upset and a bit powerless. However, some of us have got together to fight back. We're launching a campaign called Save Our Statues which you can see here. This is the front of a new website. We're going to be discussing what the campaign will do, how you can become involved in it, but I want to start, first of all, by talking to my guests here about the wider issues of why this is so important. So, with me to discuss this today, I'm pleased we have Emma Webb, who is a writer and works at Civitas, Jack Harris, who works with her and is a researcher, Robert Poll, who has been saving our statues in a campaign on Twitter in the past few months, and Richard Bingley, who is an author and security expert who has been on the show a number of times before. Thanks very much for joining us. I mean, obviously we've all got together to start this, but I I, I I want to talk really, first of all, about the actual issue. Emma, you know, why are our statues so important?
1: Well, I think it's important for people to be able to have a sense of their, f- for, for a start, it's the ownership of the landscape of the people who lived here and who lived here before. It's yeah. the sort of Berkey in partnership between the, the, the people who came before us and the people who will come after us and our custodianship of the things that they have passed on to us that we should pass on at least in the same if not better condition to our, the people who come after us. Um, but I also think that it's um, it's it, it's almost an issue for um, democracy and the stability of society because often revolutionaries like to wipe away the cultural landscape and to put things at sort of ground zero so that they can begin again with a clean slate and i think that it's important for people to be able to meet their um, heritage and their history face to face in the street so that they have historical perspective because it's kind of reciprocal once you start losing that historical perspective it makes the instability worse because people don't understand their history properly and it becomes this kind of ideological narrative that we tell about our history rather than the sort of tricky and sometimes difficult aspects of it Um, and I think that also when when they start to you know wipe that history away that has a serious destabilizing effect on society and it's also I think it's from a moral perspective I think we have a responsibility to ensure that these things stay as they are and that we protect them um, and so i think there are a number of factors as to why it's important for us to protect the statues um but those yeah. are just a few of them
0: well no but they, they seem absolutely incredibly basic and important ones richard what what, what is your what has your reaction been when you for example see graffiti on statues or when you, you know, how how do you feel, how does it affect you oh
2: you know, not not just me, but everybody I think I've spoken to feels viscerally upset about this, you know, and it's, uh, we're not unusual in that, that, that we all share a, a cultural heritage. Um, you cannot just simply delete and stamp out history or, or aspects of history one doesn't like. Uh, you know, it's empirically proven that when that's been done in other societies, it causes huge mental health issues, it causes huge social instability, you know, it's the pathway down to sectarian violence between different political groups and and and, and ethnic groups Uh, it's just not something that should happen in a stable civilized liberal democracy and it's absolutely wrong um, for anyone who's an elected uh, politician particularly or or a police chief to to support vandals and people trying to delete our history you know it's it's absolutely um, upsetting for i think for everybody yes is that what motivated you when you started on twitter
0: robert
3: Very similar, yeah. Um, Really it was in the immediate aftermath of the Colston statue incident in Bristol which I watched I think with feelings a lot like most people did which was that it was wrong and um, whatever you might think about the man, if you'd even heard of him, um, it wasn't the right way to go about things, Um, we have to stand up for due process and it seemed at that time there weren't many and still not many voices public voices speaking up for due process or the rule of law over the rule of the mob. Um, so yeah, that, that prompted me to, to start the campaign on Twitter. Um, and also just um, my uh, general passion I have really for our history and for statues and sculpture in general. I think, um, like Emma said, these these things are part of our urban environment. They enrich it. They give it depth and character. and it would be a poorer place if we lose that. Mm.
0: I think, uh, interestingly, uh, Britain has p- a particularly huge amount of statues, I'm pleased to say, uh, I'm sure you are too. Jack, did you ever give s- statues a second
2: thought? Before? No, not
4: at all, no. Um, I, r- I really like statues, to be honest. I think when I see them uh, in the landscape, it reminds me of uh, the people who lived before us, yeah. uh, which is great because, you know, uh, sometimes you can feel like you're living in a, uh, an ever continuous present, yeah. and sometimes that that connection with the past really uh, gives you a sense of belonging, which I think mm-hmm. is important. Um, but I'd completely agree with Rob as well, though. I think uh, when the Colson statue fell, it felt like a very terrifying moment—a sense that you know, all of a sudden, our, our country, a place of you know democracy and liberty, was being taken over to some extent by a sort of mob mentality. And it's it's not everyone, but it was it was a very concerning moment so um yeah statues are important
0: yeah it's it's odd don't you think that when that happened down in bristol there was something it seemed also very new and alien about it the 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 way people were stamping on the statue and whatever you think of the man you know i mean president macron said didn't he you know basically nothing is going to change in france you know for good or evil bad deeds or good deeds this is our history we don't seem to have heard this from our senior politicians have we
2: well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Boris has been v- verbally very strong on it, you know, uh, and and Priti Patel have, but but actually they are in a tiny minority, uh, and th- then you have to have uh, following behind that, you have to have the civil service and the police actually enforcing the law, and it seems to me that in some parts of the UK, that the law has been selectively in- enforced. So, um, you know, it, we, we we've come. It, I think all of us realise we come to this point where in 2020, even if there's the political will, you know, from the prime minister or from senior members of the cabinet, that this, this country there's a, there's a real disparity between what what then gets delivered by the police and the civil service, and if there's a resource mm-hmm. issue, you know, if if as the police chief in Bristol started saying after the event, um, I mean, started out by supporting the event, and then saying afterwards he didn't have the resources mm. well he, he should have had the resources you know that's a that's a political issue and it's something that the police would have been aware that protest was happening beforehand so why didn't he flag it up beforehand mm. why wasn't there mutual support from the police constable so it's not just about political will
1: i think, I think um it's a bit a, a sort of like a mo- like a moral and revolutionary frenzy what we saw with colston mm. and have seen since and you know i was there when they graffitied the churchill statue and was standing on top with one of those Um, smoke flare things Um, and it had a feeling of kind of like it was just like letting off steam and I think that um, unlike in France, I think here for some reason there's a sense that probably leadership know that around the country the support would be heavily in favour of the statues and isn't with the the people who are pulling these statues down Um, but I think that that there's a a sense that that there's more of a cost coming from the revolutionary element than from the mass of people because Mm. everybody has been so silent about this and they because the the, the sort of way that our politics is aligned the cost isn't there for you know what is essentially offending the larger proportion Mm. of the population um, by destroying their history and heritage and I think that's why there's been so much traction with campaigns like this that are giving those people a voice and we need to make it clear to, to leadership that there is also a cost for failing to listen to the majority of people um, and to articulate the arguments against this sort of revolutionary fervor because I think that it's something that has been gradually embedded in our society for a long time that this the groundwork has been laid for this um, and we, we, we need to have some kind of correcting element in
0: that this is an important point is it about the groundwork being made I, I know how I interpret that which is that basically our institutions don't really aren't strong enough mm-hmm. I mean, w- would you agree with that uh, Robert
3: yes I think so I mean l- like you said the scenes in Bristol they're perhaps an exception is what's happened here it, it was it is a bit alien I think I suppose as a country we no- we haven't don't really have a history of violent revolution as such mm-hmm. um, but that's that's not the only threat I mean that um, response to that has been an encouragement i think to everyone who shares those views and the threat is not just um physical in that sense but it's also as you're saying it's, it's in the institutions and the threat continues um in the councils now who are all running reviews and audits of their statues and public monuments
0: well i want to uh, talk about that in some detail a bit just a bit later because you know people i think people just Including me, don't quite understand how it works. Do you know what I mean? How how this can happen in the council and what you can do about it. But this institutional thing—I mean, there was a poll uh, recently, which uh, basically showed it was a couple of weeks ago. I think 70% of people are proud of British history, uh, and also about 70% of people, um, you know, for example, last yesterday, I think, uh, said that we should keep the songs in the last night of the Proms. Right? It sometimes seems to me that the 11 or 15% who don't feel that are the ones in sort of in charge of the institutions would you say well, well I, I think what's
2: abundantly clear from this when we look at the individuals involved in in the, the so-called black lives matter movement in the uk is that they are a, a complete fringe movement who all all are pretty much ex-socialist work workers party activists you know they they they're not even people that got elected into parliament or into local councils these are really fringe people yes. that seem to somehow have captured the moment where Premier League football clubs are sort of dancing to their tune where police chiefs are dancing to their tune yeah. and, and um, there really is when we talk about 10 or 15 percent of people supporting them I'm, I'm astonished at that figure because if you look at it politically and cephalographically the, these are people who have never made a mark in democratic politics which is exactly why they're violent it's exactly why they're extreme mm-hmm. and, and, and so I actually think politically in this country we still we don't have a, problem. You know, we had a a general election last December where there were two clear parties and where one party clearly won. There wasn't a, an issue with the structure of democracy then, but some, somehow post-Covid it seems that we, we cannot we cannot govern ourselves and we cannot actually enforce a liberal democracy here when, when we need to. Mm.
1: Yeah, it seems as if we have entered into an era of our politics that's very alien to British culture generally, like uh, Rob was saying, that we're not, a violent revolutionary people actually on the way here um, I walked past the face-off between Cromwell and um, King Charles and that's very sort of symbolic of the the consequences of our revolution is this um, tension that's actually marked with statues um, between Parliament and the monarchy and the sort of delicate balance of the ecosystem that makes Britain what it is and gives us its its character Um, and I think that this what we've been seeing gradually over time like you said with the institutions but now has sort of bubbled up into this kind of crescendo um, is it's some kind of visceral assault on um, Britishness or Englishness itself and I think that's why people feel it so strongly because they feel as if they're being personally attacked because Mm. it is a symbolic attack on them as a people at the very core. Mm.
0: Yes, it's almost like I feel that sort of our context Is under attack. You know the things that give your life meaning. I mean, I know uh, it sounds a bit pretentious, maybe, but you know, I felt this, and friends of mine felt this. Wasn't a statue situation, but when someone put Dickens, a racist, on Dickens Museum in Broadstairs, I just just, I felt so personally upset. I mean, it's not. We should say it's it's not actually just statues. It's also street names and memorials. No,
4: of course. Um, I think what you said about the disconnect between the people who actually want to enforce this policy of tearing yeah. down statues and uh, the people in the public more generally, I think that's a vital one. Um, the fact that some people could say Churchill's a racist is just inconceivable to the vast majority of people. And I think a lot of people aren't stupid as well either. When it comes to the things like the Dickens uh, or other statues like Colston, they see this as part of a wider movement for the Black Lives Matter protests, which a lot of people are really alienated about you know they they've read they have done their research they know that there is something questionable about the way you know the black lives matter leadership occurs and stuff, and and people aren't stupid you know um, and I think you know a lot of people do respect our history almost in the same sense that you know we we respect the NHS today you know it will never be reformed I think the same thing can be said about uh, British history and the way that people you know perceive the past and Churchill you know they are. They are ring-fenced. They are important to us. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's to, to the same extent that the NHS is as well. And the disconnect between, you know, politicians who aren't really fulfilling what the people believe in yeah. and what the people think themselves, I think, is um, it's massive at the moment. Yes. Can
0: I t- ar- ask you a bit about this thing about the councils? You know, a- apparently there are 130 Labour councils, is that right? Yeah. And, and what exactly have they said they will do, <coughs> Robert?
3: Well, most I think now have said that they will be looking at their statues in some way, and even beyond that, as you say, to street names and, and other other memorials, um some reviews, even including war memorials, just really? general ones not not mm. to individuals, um which I think most people just find shocking and unbelievable yeah. mm. um but yeah, it's, uh, it, it seems to be now that there's a, a big push to have these reviews and not many voices speaking against them. Um, anyone having listened in on a few of these meetings, as you can now, and or, or read about some of the reports of them, anyone who speaks up in defence of statues is immediately Labelled as a racist, or uh, their, their views are being silenced. I think,
0: but it's not. The point is, that sla- it's no longer about slavery. I'd say it's no longer even about Black Lives Matter. Actually, I mean, uh, that might have sort of started it, but essentially, this has been a, like a touch paper is it not? I mean, what do you think Richard, is it is? It seems to me that it's essentially trying to, well, basically, delegitimize our our story in a way. I, I, th-
2: I think. It still feeds into this this um, sort of long march of the institutions, you know, that you, you alluded to uh, a few minutes ago. That, that that we have collectively come as a society to hate ourselves. You know, we particularly sort of public. We don't people. do we though? No, no. <laughs> yeah, just, but what, what's very marked about this is is there's, there's actually sort of a private sector split and a public sector split. You know, that, that I I have got sort of two types of friends. You know, some of them are entrepreneurs. And business people that that are kind of barely touched on on this issue until this year and very much see their society now under attack and threat uh, but there there has been on the public sector side sort of a, a creeping kind of um, contamination you know of institutions where we're just simply not allowed to be sort of confident about our local public realm and uh, I mean the, the obviously For the first time in many years, local elections are now becoming massively important for people because this is the epicenter here. You know, places like Plymouth, Portsmouth, uh, Leeds, etc. And I I think there's no other way to kind of challenge this, but but to make this a single issue election next year. You know, it's do you support liberal democratic public realm that is. Uh, exudes our history you know all of our common heritage whether you came to the country sort of 20 years ago or 200 years ago it doesn't matter mm. um, or, or are you kind of a cultural nihilist a cultural extremist and I, I think we need to make this the, the massive local election issue next year
0: yes because as you say there are the uh, local elections in May that were postponed from this this past year because of COVID uh, also in, in, in terms of these uh, revisions obviously the London mayor has come up with his. C- Commission for Diversity in the Public Realm, which sounds, does sound straight out of Chairman Mao's Little Red Book, No, not it? Um, but, but Jack, in, you're in Watford, aren't you? Yes. You're in Watford, there's a, what's happened in Watford?
4: Yeah, yeah, so in the last week or so, the council have voted to rename some of the streets in Watford. Uh, we have a, a colonial way, an imperial way, a roads way, clive way, and um, it's just absolutely staggering really when you think about it i mean you first have to put it in context it's just road names you know it's not like the you know the queen victoria statue in leeds It is just road names but you have to also think as well the bigger picture people are just completely bizarre at what's going on right now you know a lot of people are upset about what's happened with coronavirus and you know fear you know the economic catastrophe that's coming and you know watford has its own problems with knife crime and um, infrastructure problems and yet they're spending their time yeah, yeah. reviewing road names and you're thinking, you know, rather than dealing with you know, Cecil Roads, deal with the actual roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so the whole rename, yeah. <laughs> Very good. You know, roads, so,
0: not roads. Yeah, <laughs> exactly,
4: but um, it's absolutely bizarre and you know, I've, I've been talking to people in the community and you know, reading the Facebook posts, people are just saying, what the hell is going on? Mm. It just seems like it's absolutely bizarre
0: and you've had this you must have had this reaction all the time
3: yeah i'm um, i think these things street names and statues certainly have been hijacked in a way to towards this agenda that you you talked about um most people know they don't really symbolize these things they're not put up to symbolize racism or slavery mm. and no one really looking at these statues has ever really believed that mm. um, but that's what they've they've been um, changed now to, the story's been rewritten at these now celebrate these, these things that they don't, to become a symbol for it. Whereas really, I mean, what Emma mentioned earlier about the statues of, of Cromwell and King Charles, you know, I think we should be quite proud that we have both sides yeah, in yeah, statues, yeah. That, that shows really what statues represent and what they don't represent. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> represent everything about a particular person, everything they said or believed, um, it repre- they're there just to remind us of of the past that made us and, and to be a, a symbol of that.
0: That's the point really isn't it, Anna, that we are, you know, as you mentioned Burke at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, what rights have we got actually as a generation just to alter history. What right have we got? I
1: think this is why Orwell has become so prescient and has oh, seen a Oh, isn't he under threat Orwell? Well, Orwell, they, someone did try to cancel <laughs> Orwell as well. All right. um, but yeah, I think this is why his work has seen a sort of revival is because, and, and Jack alluded to it as well, it's this, the endless present that he talks about in 1984. Mm. Um, and I think that it is, as, as Rob was saying, you know, that. the, the this the loss of subtlety in our understanding of our own history like every person every nation every group of people has a right to their own history mm. and I don't think you would ever see you know people wouldn't be arguing this about any other country in, in the world except you know within the West mm. um, it's 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 a it's a right that people have and and I think that's why people feel so strongly about it. and I think the reason why um, Orwell has seen this kind of revival and has become so powerful because he's given us the intellectual tools for understanding what's going on um, but it's also because of this kind of totalitarian streak within mm-hmm. the, the movement from its its inception from even before the statue started being um, torn down that's the intellectual background of this means that it just spreads and spreads and spread which is why it's not just about statues to do with slavery it can be to do with Dickens it could be to do with mm. anything because the, the the ideology behind it says that everything is complicit in white supremacy mm. um, and therefore every aspect of our history is in somehow in, in some way white supremacist which is why people have even been talking no surprise we actually predicted that this would happen about the monarchy mm. and that you know if 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 um, if the the uh, the heirs to the line of the throne don't marry out of you know yeah, yeah. out of their race or their group as is being described by by these uh, activists then that is somehow white supremacist as well and so it, there's this kind of totalitarianism that just rings so true with mm. orwell's writing and particularly 1984 that people are just sort of sitting aghast thinking mm. Mm. you know how is th- how has it got to this point and and how has it turned so quickly and i think the answer to the question of why it's turned so quickly is because it's been a long time in the making and this has just kind of sort of thrown the match into the tinderbox as it were.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, Richard. No, you was gonna gonna, I was going to say, it's, it's uh, you know, in, in a way that we're talking about sort of local democracy and, and the question we have to ask ourselves is with, with, with these reviews is, is, is if the councils vote to approve, say, the destruction of the statue, you know, how do we feel about that as a society? What do we do about that? Because, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm slightly older than you, but I, re- I remember vivid footage of the Buddhas of Bamiyan in two, 2001. You know, the Taliban government, as it was in Afghanistan, you know, that, that, that was the government in place that, that bombed the 150 foot Buddha statues. Two of them came down. And, uh, and then 10 years later, over in, in, in Iraq, where the, the Shia shrines were destroyed by, by Sunni jihadi terrorists, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now, with the British Museum, of all the organisations around the world, the British Museum went out sent survey teams to, to document the damage and, and try and assist there. But here we are, you know, 10, 20 years later, from, the, from those things yeah, that we've, yeah. all of us, unconditionally accepted as extremism, as things that we did not want to happen in the West, mm. in enlightened societies. Mm. We're actually found, finding our councils discussing doing it in front of our very eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a complete volfast of, have- of, of society. Mm. And, and the idea is that we're actually an enlightened society
1: anymore. Yeah, it's also um, it's as Jack alluded to as well. It's about priorities, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. the I think it was it cost two thousand five hundred pounds to remove Colston from from the harbour. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The amount of money that this is going to cost from the public purse for um, the Sadiq Khan's Orwellian review um, for these councils to be reviewing all of these things and they're doing this spending this money and also their time and resources on this issue at a time when we're facing probably the most economically insecure um, and destabilizing period since the war maybe even longer I don't know <laughs> I think um, longer Actually, the, and the, the, but the priorities are just so clearly yeah. completely um, warped and I think we, we, we're seeing this in so many aspects of our uh, of our public debate not just in relation to statues this kind of weird moral distortion mm, mm. Um, and we just seem to have completely lost our way
0: Uh, What what one should say is that, I mean, you know, obviously it is a, we're all very worried and concerned, that's why we're here. Uh, But there have been successes. I mean, there was somebody, uh, Baden-Powell, you know, uh, in Poole, I think, uh, in in Dorset, was under threat. Uh, I think it's a Lib Dem council, if I I remember. But uh, somebody did organise a petition, uh, uh, which basically made them change their minds. As I understand it, he's now there and he's going to stay there. Um, that 's great, but if we can just move on to to uh, this campaign, um, you know people will be sitting here at home or watching and they 'll be agreeing in everything, but they say, well, what do we do so Richard, can you just tell us w- with this with save our statutes you know, what can people what can they find on this side
2: so, so what we 've done is set up a, a coalition yep. uh, that coalition aims to form local branches and regional coordinators, because this can 't be done centrally. Uh, and those local branches will, for example, be uh, launching petitions, uh, legal actions against councils that are behaving correctly, uh, they'll be taking uh, regulatory action against schools and colleges that change the curriculum about going through due process. Uh, if people are being violent in that constituency and are not being held to account by the police and the council uh, crime prevention teams, uh, we will have people that launch uh, various private prosecutions against those individuals. Uh, any harassment that is made by extremist groups against people that want to defend their statues in a non-violent direct way will be protected by our legal team and by our council support mm-hmm. team. Uh, but what we're asking and encouraging people to do is, is uh, all the online petitions are great, um, all, all of the social media is fantastic and the work Rob's done is absolutely unprecedented, he's you know, getting lots of traction, mm. but please or- organise yourselves like the far left have organised themselves for years against our public realm. Mm-hmm. Um, these statues can't be protected by people just just signing petitions. They have to ensure that councils locally are going through due process, uh, that, that appeals are being made, that lawyers are um, supportive of, of the processes that, that, that we will be uh, taking on board and that basically that we make this the largest political issue over the next couple of rounds of local elections mm-hmm. and going forward. Because um, you know, when, when I hear that Baden-Powell statue is protected for now in Poole Dorset, I don't know what political group is, is running that, but they obviously know there's a local election coming up, so that they and they obviously know that their decision is very, very unpopular. So, so you know, like Sadiq Khan here in London, who probably does have a lot more support for knocking down these things, um, outside of London and outside the metro- metropolitan cities, people are up in arms about this. So don't take your council at face value. Um, make sure that there's a campaign structure in place, that there's networks that you're all meeting face to face, and that going down the line five or ten years, that we all know each other and we know what to do mm. when this mm. reoccurs again.
4: Mm. Yeah. I was just going to add as well, I am um, not. Sure, I don't know who the person was, but the, the person who defended the uh, Baden-Powell statue yeah. and he had that sort of stick in the air, we want to channel that energy because yes, there are many yeah. more people across the yeah. country. You know. This isn't a sort of you know far, we're not far left you know we just want to channel that energy so that people have somewhere who's actually going to re- represent them. Yes. Because yes. a lot of people you know as we said, are very much believe that their statues are important to. Them. Yes. And so you know we want to find people like that. Yes. And make okay. sure they're on board.
0: Yes.
3: And there is there is a lot of it out there for sure that I've that I've come across on on Twitter. Um and yes the two main things we've been looking at at the moment really are are the petitions because even though they are limited, I suppose, they they are quite valuable. And the other side has really been weaponising them and using them well to trigger council reviews. Um, And also just to give the impression of numbers I think they don't really have um, behind them, but these petitions seem to impress people. Um, So I do think it's important that we get council petitions going and and try and and don't give up, don't be defeatist about that from our side. Mm. Um, And yes, the other thing that we have been looking at on... On Twitter is is the council reviews asking people to lobby their their councillors, mm. publicising the dates of their reviews in advance, mm. um, voting records showing who votes for and against these things. So there there is a lot of action to take there. But I absolutely agree mm. uh, with everything you said. You know we need to organise more and more. The more we organise, the the better we can tackle this.
0: Well, I think that you know basically, hopefully we give people a focus and uh, a way of, of doing that. Uh, Thank you all very, very much, you know, for coming, talking about it. Um, uh, It is, as I say, it's a a coalition of us getting together to try and fight what's going on. Uh, This is the website, again, we showed you at the very top. And you can show your support entirely for free by going on and just ticking and saying join or I support you or whatever it is. And uh, that would be uh, great because then we'd know that you are behind us um, and that is very very important so do look up it is uh, saveourstatues.org.uk saveourstatues.org.uk all right thanks very much and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you and seeing you on the website take care bye